Thanks for listening to our liberal arts podcast series, Passion and Practicality. On this episode, we have feature guest Ryan Gravatt with Rack and Tour Media Company. Ryan is the CEO with Rack and Tour and will give us some insight on how to best utilize your liberal arts degree as a creative professional himself. Ryan, thanks so much for uh, joining us. It's, it's awesome to have you. You have such a strong background, um, both academically and then professionally. Um, so I want to dive in and give you the floor, um, share to start, um, and then we'll go into more specific questions. But to start, share a little bit about yourself, um, your organization, Rack and Tour, and then we'll dive into questions. Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity inviting me on. So uh, Rack and Tour Media is a full stack digital marketing firm in Austin, Texas. We do everything that is on a screen and mostly travels by Internet. Um, I started it in 2004 in the back bedroom of our house. So this is my 20th year. And I would say I had the entrepreneurial bug uh, since I was a kid. And even when I was going through college and was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, it looked like some sort of ownership. Um, I would say my liberal arts and science degree uh, helped me dream big dreams, didn't limit me into thinking I was going to go work for somebody in a place because I had a specific uh, set of uh, credentials on my academic resume. The other side, though, it was kind of fearful. I didn't have a set of credentials on my academic resume that said I knew how to do finance or I know how to do real estate or I know how to do something else. So what I learned and, and what I like to do is is help liberal arts and science students um, have the courage to continue on with their degree track, but then as they're in this period of college, how do they build a portfolio and show employers that they have valuable skills um, that make them a good hire? Awesome. How did you um, specific, and I, I love the entrepreneur mindset uh, because a lot of times in this field, right, that's what can be the most impactful for you. How, what was there a specific moment or event or instance where something happened and this just sparked your idea for this company? Yeah, without question. Um, I moved to Austin, Texas in 2000, and I was formerly a newspaper writer and reporter, and I was just trying to break in any which way I could in Austin. And everybody loved that I could write and I could write like the wind. I could read and give analysis. I found a lot of freelance gigs, uh, but I didn't come from, say, the University of Texas or some other uh, pedigreed institution here in Austin. There were a lot of young people in Austin doing their own thing and making their own path. And so I had a passion for the Internet um, and website development, even when I was an undergrad at the University of Florida. I was really trying to find that intersection of reading, writing, and publishing on the web. I did a little bit of that as an intern uh, when I was an undergrad. And so I knew enough to say, I can build a website. And I just kept saying that over and over. You should have a website. I can build a website. And that became sort of the gig that I was creating for myself. And then uh, I just found a niche in politics where the communication was so far behind the times, if you will, even in 2000, it was really re it was really dependent upon telephones and direct mail. And I thought I can bring this into the year 2000. 
And so that's where I started my company. I just saw an opportunity um, that would marry well with my skills and went for it. That's great. Awesome. It's, it helps too. And it's just organic, right? Like it's just mm -hmm. a true passion. So you're bringing your best, best foot forward. Thanks for sharing. Um, how do you, what ways would you recommend to build a portfolio for a student? Sure. I would start with internships. So whatever it is that you're seeking uh, with your liberal arts degree, it has an application to either the path that you're on, say graphic design, or perhaps a path that you want to go into. A lot of English and history majors go into public relations and communications. Um, so find an internship, paid or unpaid, um, before you say yes to that internship, find out what kind of experience you'll get so that when you're done with the internship, you'll be able to say on your resume, I can do, I have done, this is what I did, those kinds of skills. Um, get a mentor. I would always recommend getting a mentor as a way to build your portfolio. The mentor is not going to hand you things and you can't move your portfolio and say so and so is my mentor, but a mentor will give you opportunities within their industry and <clears throat> will point you in a direction of opportunities. Um, so those are two ways. A third way is work towards certificates. I'm sure SNHU may offer certificates outside of degree programs. But in my industry, Google Analytics offers Google offers certificates for analytics, mm -hmm. AdWords, uh, a whole host of of things that you can bolt onto your resume as making you multidimensional. I'm a history major. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can write and read, but these are the certificates that I've, you know, gone through and proven that I can I can perform. Uh, in these industries. A good call. Um, it's so accessible now, especially like electronically, right, to do things, mm -hmm. get certificates, training. So I take it, I mean, I know in this field, right, you're like, you're still learning, even though you started, like you said, back in undergrad with this, yep. these ideas, like you're, you're constantly learning new things, right? Constantly. Um, yes, constantly learning new things. And I think that's what keeps me excited about doing this day in and day out with my team is we all have to have a growth mentality. Um, and that's something that I would recommend to your students listening to figure out is like, what is your growth path? If you don't have a portfolio, set a growth path towards getting a portfolio. I believe in the yeah. rules of threes. So just have three things to talk about within your portfolio. And then after that, what's your growth path to your first job? And then after that, what's your first, what's your growth path to your first promotion? Uh, and then after that, what's your growth path to moving on to your next company? Uh, but also with skill sets, um, yeah. uh, we're, we're just constantly, when we started this, it was just, it was just websites and email. Yeah. And email was an afterthought. And then it went into, you know, every social media, and then it went into social or search engine advertising, and then it's yeah. digital advertising. and you know, I've just finished my second year of making and buying uh, TV spots and, and, and digital media placements where you're putting an ad on broadcast TV, cable TV, digital. 
and you're doing data-driven campaigns, all of which are really neat. And when I was a kid, I had a passion for spreadsheet, believe it or not. Uh, and you know, here I am 50, 52 years old and I'm still excited about using spreadsheets and, and organizing data in my day-to-day -day world of, of digital marketing. None That's, of which I learned as an undergrad yeah. uh, or as a grad in journalism or, um, or history, but, but you have that growth mindset yep. and you find what you're passionate about and you put yourself on your way. Perfect. Um, when it comes to interviews, right? Like it's one thing to build a portfolio, have the experience, be ready mm -hmm. for that next step um, in that group of threes that you were talking about. How, how do you prepare for interviews? Uh, great question. So I do interview a lot of folks. And even though we talked about my entrepreneurial bent, I, I went through a lot of interviews myself. Um, the first thing I like to have when I have somebody in front of me is, is a really good, clean, simple resume. Um, more pages does not mean, you know, more information or more credibility. Get the most important parts up front, a real clear, concise statement at the top of what you're looking for and who you are. Because at the end of the day, the initial part of getting that interview is, are you gonna waste their time and are they gonna waste your time? I always tell kids, students, when I'm interviewing them um, or when I'm saying this isn't a good fit, it, mm -hmm. not being a good fit is just a release to not waste your time and to go find your good fit. It's not a rejection. Um, so have some thick skin as you prepare for an interview as well. Research the, in the industry, uh, research the company or the group that you're interviewing with and research their role within that industry. Um, see what kind of opportunity you might get and come with two or three questions about the company, about the industry, about your role. Uh, make it look like you've thought about it. Make it look like you're mission oriented and you're going to you know, be really excited about the role if it should become yours. Um, good interviewing uh, techniques, practice your interview in front of a mirror. Um, I always say to folks that if you practice in front of a mirror, your face will um, take on the inflection of your words. So if you lack confidence in what you're saying, your face is gonna look less confident. If you have confidence in what you're saying, your face is gonna look confident. You're gonna look happy. And that makes for a good 15 to 30 minute conversation during an interview. Um, and then finally, uh, freshen your LinkedIn profile. Uh, LinkedIn is, you know, the social media of business, if you will. And it's where somebody's going to go when they get your resume just to see what's different from your resume as opposed to what, what's on LinkedIn. Because obviously with LinkedIn, it's more dynamic than your resume. Your resume is going to be one page, but LinkedIn is going to be showing what do you like? What are you writing about? What are you sharing? What are you following? Yeah. Um, those kinds of things. Have you bothered to fill out your LinkedIn profile? Yeah. Um, so those are my tips for how to prepare for an interview. Thank you, Ryan. I think it's I love the LinkedIn point because I think it's um, even more pertinent as a creative professional with a lot of opportunities. Exactly what you said to complete that LinkedIn profile versus a non-complete, right? Like somebody in another field that's non-creative. Yeah, an incomplete profile is still going to be not a great look, but 
if it's incomplete versus the amount of content you could put on as a creative pro, it's it's going to be I'm sure you've seen both sides, both mm -hmm. types. Yeah. yeah, it shows that you're thinking about being public facing, not that that's going to be the type of job you're going after, but it shows right. to your future employer you're taking those steps sure. to think about being public facing. When you um, interview Ryan, do you ever look at, see, consider, um, have to evaluate other social media platforms? Oh, for sure. Um, so specific to our industry, we work in politics. So I've got to go out and look at what kind of things are they, are the people that are going to potentially come work for me saying yeah. or doing. Yeah. And broadly, uh, you want to talk to people that look like they are going to have good judgment. Um, and so what are people that you're interviewing in general? What does their social feed look like now? Like you right. may have put something up two years ago that was fun for an afternoon, but you decided to take it down. That's not going to reflect on you mm -hmm. uh, in a pre-interview setting. So right. just button up those things like your Instagram profile, make it private for a while if you want, because if you're an employer and you see somebody's Instagram is private, you're mm -hmm. just going to move on and look at the next thing. Gotcha. Um, Facebook, take it or leave it. Twitter, take it or leave it. Snapchat, uh, you know, that's that's kind of a that's kind of not as easy for an employer right. just to go through. TikTok's a little more easy. Yeah. So just word of advice is, you know, clean that stuff up uh, so awesome. that you were just meeting with an individual and you showed them their profile, there'd be nothing that you'd be embarrassed about. Gotcha. Thank you for uh, clarifying and looking into that. Um, so you've talked about your career paths journey and feel free to share your own um, or some other ones. What are some career paths within the uh, liberal arts niche that uh, folks can think about pursuing? Sure. I'll just hit mine really quick and then I'll go over yep. uh, some other ones that I've thought of. So I went from liberal arts and science where I got a lot of compliments on my ability to read and write fast uh, to journalism, where I got a lot of compliments on my ability to read and write fast. Um, I did journalism for five years and then I wanted to go into public relations where I got a lot of compliments on my ability to read and, and write fast. I had a pension for what I call first drafts of history, journalism, covering politics, things like that. Uh, and then I took that into sort of what I what I talked about earlier, launching my uh, digital marketing company mm -hmm. for nonprofits, issue advocacy and political organizations. And it really is um, it really was born from, you know, the liberal arts and science degrees. So. I think your students can look to their future and first of all, know coming out of college, you're probably gonna be the best communicators uh, coming out of college when compared to business folks or engineering folks or, or right. maybe even PR folks, because you will have done things like a lot of reading, a lot of writing, speaking, um, just your liberal arts and science classes in general emphasize yeah. those things where you might not be doing a sales pitch, you might not be doing a presentation, but you are able to build all of those things into your academic career. So you get exposed to a lot of that. Um, I see time and time again, we have three universities really close to Austin where I source interns. 
And the interns that, there are the intern applications that come from liberal arts and science are always the best communicators. Uh, they might not be, uh, they might not know a lot about digital marketing, but I can teach them that. Yep. Um, and then the, the kids that do like a business degree, but then have a minor in English or a minor in some sort of liberal arts, again, they always talk about, oh, I had this project where I had to read this book and I had to do all this writing and, and all kinds of things. And, and eventually it comes out that like, oh, I wouldn't have known I was this good of a writer or I was that bad of a writer and how to get better without that class. So I think your students should always think of themselves as potentially the best communicators coming out of liberal arts and science. Uh, that said, a couple of career paths I wouldn't have them look at is AI, artificial intelligence. Um, there's a lot of people that know it's there, they don't know how to use it, and they don't know the application to uh, what it is they do. I think the, the biggest application that everybody thinks about is content creation, whether it's video, whether it's graphic design, whether it's content itself. Well, before you get that, you got to put the words in. And if you're not putting the right words in, and you're not putting the right concepts in, you're not going to get the right concepts out. So knowing how to communicate dovetails really nicely with AI if you can get that data sort of computer science hat on about, well, you could use AI to write this. You could use AI to do this. You could use AI to proofread this. I mean, I really think that's going to be a job within yes. different companies that want to have better communication that that might not be their 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 public facing product is communication. So I would have your students look at AI and see the careers there or see how it enhances uh, their growth path. Thank you. I love the AI topic because yeah. um, it's. Um, you know, the misconception, I think, is AI is taking jobs away. No. If you know how to use it, it actually gives exactly what you said. It's going to open up more opportunities, um, whether it be more effective in your current role or, like you said, companies expanding to include those types of roles in the future. So. Yeah. Yeah. Other uh, areas, and I'll just tick them off kind of quickly because they're self-explanatory, mm -hmm. is analytics. Uh, analytics is not just a bunch of data points on a graph because someone's going to ask you, what does this mean? And can you write that down for me? Yep. And liberal arts and science students are really good at writing and, and analyzing information. Um, writing and communications and writing and communications of all kinds. Uh, I know liberal arts and science students that have gone on to work for engineering firms who write uh, reports about their findings. And they, they need people that can write and communicate. Yep. Um, research is a career path and that always leads to writing but it also leads to speaking um and then social media what i do um, what a lot of people in my business do to communicate with their broader audiences um there's you know i think there's a lot of facets within liberal arts and science that fit nicely with with social media um, and then sales there's a lot of sales jobs it might not be the career path you envision when you signed up for your English degree. Uh, but, you know, salespeople need to be interested in a lot of, in a variety of things. 
liberal arts and science students uh, get exposure to a variety of things. And if you're an extrovert and you're outgoing and you're competitive, you might enjoy a sales role. Awesome. Good. A lot of avenues, writing, research, AI, analytics, sales, et cetera. I'm very and I positive. Love the, I'm very gung-ho about liberal arts and yeah. science. I don't mean to oversell nope. it, but I really think your students have, have, have yes. a lot of opportunities in front of them. Yes, no, that's absolutely phenomenal, um, and I fully agree, and I'm, I'm glad that that was all expanded upon because, like you said, when you kind of started out, it was only X and Y. Well, now the potential paths are X, Y, Z, E, F, and E, and H, right? Oh, and double Z is coming, and triple Z is coming, right? Like, there's, it's, it's so awesome to think about how that whole liberal arts realm has just evolved i'd i'd argue it's 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 more broad than like um it stem um or healthcare right like those are very broad industries but um i think like the evolution of technology has really been a positive for the liberal arts niche so everything you mentioned it goes along with that so i truly appreciate it um absolutely so we'll wrap up here. Um, we appreciate Ryan coming on. Did you have anything, Ryan, that you wanted to say in closing before we do wrap up? Oh, I just wanted to say, you know, encourage yourself, encourage yourself and encourage one another. Um, there aren't going to be a lot of wanted ads for hi history students and there won't be a lot of want ads for uh, English students, but there will be a lot of ads and a lot of opportunities for people with your skill sets from, you know, becoming a teacher in education and teaching what you're passionate about to, like I said, AI. Um, just stay encouraged that you'll find that niche and you'll find that role that's very fulfilling to you. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ryan, for hopping on. Um, check them out on Handshake. They have internship and other opportunities you may see there. Um, and add Ryan on LinkedIn if you'd like. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. I'm speaking for him. But um, uh, yeah, just definitely great information. Um, hopefully we, you know, you all utilize at least some of what he's saying. I love the three, um, the th rules of threes and stages um, with uh, career development as well. So uh, we appreciate Ryan uh, coming on um, and thanks, Ryan. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you very much.